Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to my favorite Wednesday. I love this hour of the day because I get to be with you live. If you're listening to a recording, that's okay, but I will tell you, there's nothing like being live and in person. Where in the world is Forbes Riley? Well, today I'm in San Diego. Last week, I had an amazing emotional broadcast. If you want to go back and watch it, it lives on iTunes. It lives on the Voice America channel and thousands of other places. We have all the podcast outlets covered. But I was in the home of Elaine Lalane, who is 95 years old, and she was such a delight. Oh, my gosh. One of my all-time favorite people. I will tell you, if you know now that you're going to live to be 95, you're going to take a whole lot better care of yourself. Think about what you eat, what you drink, how you move, what you think, and all of those things play into it. Uh, We're in a very, very crazy time in our world right now. Yes, I know. Uh, this, this vaccinated, unvaccinated war that seems to be brewing in our world. I just read that Delta Airlines is charging people who are not vaccinated $200, which I just, I just have a crazy notion about anybody telling other people what to do, but I don't want to open up a can of worms. I want everyone to be healthy. My kids personally dealt with COVID this last week. I've got a dear friend in the hospital. It is definitely real, but here's one of the things I know that you can do to fight it. Just like any negative force in life, Positive thoughts, positive actions, feed your body, feed your mind, feed your spirit. Having said that, guys, Forbes Riley, come on, give me a hallelujah, preached in church for the first time ever on Sunday. Oh, my God, no pun intended. I had a blast. A dear friend of mine runs a church called the Living Faith Church, and I was the, I delivered the sermon. Mm -mm -mm. I've, I've done lots of speeches, never did one like that before, but I am wired for this. Uh, I think, I'm not quite sure what the word is. Maybe it's a Pentecostal something, but we're dancing, we're singing, we're living life, we're feeling our heartbeats. And it was lovely. They invited me back. So by default, I must've done a good job. And I'm getting a sense as I'm doing this now that maybe what I've done my whole life is preaching. Interesting. But preaching that it's your spirit inside of you that needs to be exercised, that needs to be up-leveled. And so I've got two beautiful guests today. I want to introduce my first one and give her her due because she's a pretty amazing woman. She is a behavioral scientist and a retirement coach. Hopefully we all get to that point where we want to retire. What I love about this is she's calling herself the queen of courage. Yeah, and after 44 years in the corporate world, I think she deserves that title, don't you? What she loves to do, and you'll see when you meet her, her smile lights up a room. She loves to bring the best out in people. Please put your hands together for Ms. Sharon Rolfe. Sharon, 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 come on in here, my girl. Look at you. All right. I just called you the queen of courage. Where does that title come from? From you, Forbes. (laughs) (laughs) You have this way of asking everybody, what are they known for? Well, I have a book coming out that's called uh, Fresh Courage. And my podcast was called Fresh Courage. And um, so I'm the queen of courage. And I love that. And I love that I've seen you in class. And thank you for, for stepping up to that. What does the word retirement mean to you? <laughs> Nobody's actually asked me that. Um, retirement actually 
means for me a new season, a chance to shine because um, I'm the boss now. And when I started living from inside and being interdirected, every day feels productive and, and right. But a lot of people are lost in retirement. So I'm here to help them. Um, transition because I'm a behavioral scientist and all that emotional side of retirement if it's not happening for people um, let me help you I'd love to so what are the big what are the three things you tell people who get to that now is retirement an age an attitude what is it well (laughs) retirement probably is an attitude because there are people doing retirement successfully but if you um, are thinking that retirement is a time to coast, you're probably gonna be coasting downhill and that's a sign that you're dying. Yeah, so, and I know you're a student of mine as I'm a student of yours as well. I don't like the word retire because I've had a hundred different jobs in my lifetime so far. Does that mean I retired from one? Somebody said, are you retired as an actress? Like, no, not until the, no, about 10 minutes after I'm gone, they're still gonna be making movies about me. So I'm never retiring, transitioning, shifting. I think like you said, when people say the word I'm retired, it's like I'm halfway to death. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually seeing it as a, a new season. I, I intend to live to past 100. Um, and so why, why slow down now? Um, actually, I'm my own boss. And where we've been so conditioned to you know, work for someone else, that is not necessary now because I can work for myself. And um, there's a freedom about that that's just amazing. So let me ask you, in your book, do you outline, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I came out of the womb. And I think I was like selling baby blankets to other babies. Hey, come here. (laughs) And, but I don't know that that's everybody. So do you give actionable steps to people to actually accomplish becoming a successful entrepreneur? Well, I... I give them actionable steps to become successful in their next season. So I don't often refer to it as retirement. I refer to it as being curious and think of the possibilities for your life now. So, you know, instead of, um, instead of feeling, okay, so I, I was feeling invisible for most of my life. Um, I was a middle child of five and, and being invisible kind of was one of those safe things because I didn't want to rock the boat and um and in my the the week before I retired I started coaching school and I actually I saw you taking pictures with um hats yesterday so I I actually told a story that first in coaching class about um uh going to wear this hat in fact to my friend's uh birthday party the next weekend and they actually asked me to bring in a hat well, I brought in five hats, you know, because I got the feeling that that was something that needed, to, wanted to come out. And I was, <laughs> it was, uh, you know what, I'm not, okay, I've got a fashion diva queen coming up right next. And I'm thinking we're going to be both sad that we don't have hats. And Candace, if you've got a couple lying in your closet, you're going to need to go get them. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'm in a hotel room here in San Diego, so I have no access to wardrobe. But yesterday, guys, if you go to my Facebook group, so I, I have a whole bunch of hair pieces and wigs and things that I wear. I brought an extra one and my photographer put it on. I don't know if you've seen this, where she and I look like identical twins. 
And I just can't stop laughing. We had a blast. You said something about being invisible that happens to women, especially you're a mom of five. What do women do right now if you feel invisible? Well, the, the, it's interesting to me. I, I guess I kind of came out of my shell kind of unanticipated. But um, the, the, the other thing that happened in coaching school, I came back from a break and I stopped my foot and, and um, uh, slapped the table and said, I, it's no longer okay to be invisible. Well, one of the first uh, clients that I uh, worked with for, um, in, that was feeling frustrated about retirement is that her daughter was treating her as if she was invisible. It made her so mad. And here she's walking right beside her daughter and her daughter is talking to her like she wasn't even there. Offensive, um, you know, angry. And this lady had had to retire because she worked in a uh, emergency room and uh, loved her job. But, um, you know, sometimes we come, become invisible when our kids no longer visit, when um, they don't need us, whatever. But um, so I'm going gonna, gonna to jump into this because I'm dealing with this right now as well. And let me play with some scenarios. My children are 18. They definitely know it all because we all know everything at 18 and we just get stupider as we get older. I'm sure that's the case. Ask any teenager. That's what they'll tell you, right? So I am listening to them and I get discounted once in a while. And I'm thinking, baby girl, I have 42 years on you. No matter what you do, that, that's valuable. But I don't recommend that you get mad at the person saying it. It's their naivete. They don't mean, they love you. They don't mean to make you invisible, but perhaps you need to turn the, the mirror back on yourself and say, maybe I'm not relevant to them because I'm choosing to feel old. Or have I said things like, oh, you know, when I get out of bed, my older people do that. They talk about their ailments. It's disgusting. Younger people don't talk about that. So if you want to be visible, be important. Step up and make yourself. I don't mean to preach what you're doing, but I'm feeling it at 61 right now. That the reason my kids are here in San Diego and they want to be with me is because I make being with me fun. There are times, though, where they both look at me and I'm like, I get it. I'm not climbing up the 500 stairs. I don't want to do that anymore. I did it. Oh, mom. I'm like, I know. But if you're walking, you're being talked to, I think rather than get angry, and you said that word, getting angry doesn't make you change anything. Stepping into your own greatness and remember, yes. So do you offer that kind of coaching in your book, being courageous? Well, I, I um, never refer to myself, well, rarely re ever refer to myself as being old. Actually, I'm kind of blessed that way because I'm 73 and most people do not <laughs> figure that out. So I brag about it. But um, I, so, so I may not feel the same as other people with, um, that wrestling with looking old, but um, maybe that's part of, you know, well, you and I don't live our life based on fear. No. Fear ages you, you know, cigarettes age you, uh, cancer alcohol. ages you, yeah, alcohol. So there's choices we've made at, uh, for ourselves, but I guess the thing of this last uh, six months, I've, I've come to honor myself if your your experiences the book you know you can fill a catalog <laughs> of all of your experiences so um I, in fact i i make these little art blocks and um one of the things um i help oh, i love that yeah so you are still all those plethoras of experiences 
And maybe it's like I asked my niece recently about um, uh, if she would like to do something for me. And uh, she assumed more than what I was saying. I just asked for help. Did she did she respond to whether she wanted to ask for, or help me with anything? No, she. But so we need to make ourselves relevant. Okay, there's two people that are really good examples. Chip Conley, uh, who started out of uh, San Diego, um, the Modern Elder Academy, and um, <laughs> just went blank on the other one. Um, hmm. It'll come to you. Yeah, you'll call that a senior moment, but now we're not calling it a not so senior moment. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I know it comes to me because I'm, I'm pretty good about it. now. Numbers, numbers have been a challenge. <laughs> so, um, being being positive and being, uh, I still have something to oh honor myself. Um, I I have all my life kind of yearned, like a lot of women, to be cherished. Oh, to be cherished, and I finally woke up and said. I can cherish myself. We I can cherish you, Sharon. We cherish you a lot. But I'll tell you what, you have to make yourself. The reason people care about me lately is because I'm coaching all the time to caring about other people. They didn't care about me before. You have to put yourself out there. And you know, and I know we've talked about men in relationships. And I will tell you what, I did just have a beautiful girl find a man of her dreams. And I know you and I have talked about this. Now, hopefully it will be the man of her dreams. He's beautiful. And she's like, I, I manifest everything you said. But I have a younger man in my life. And you know why? Because that gets me out of bed in the morning, gets me to the gym. You have to have a purpose. You and nobody's going to give this to you. But as saying that, if you listen carefully to whatever angels you can hear, they'll whisper what you could and should be doing. You need to listen. Most people are too yeah. stubborn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've, I've kind of wrestled a little bit with having goals. Everybody wants you to have a goal for your business, you know. Well, I just every day listen to what's in my gut. What do I need to be doing today? I ask for help. What do I need to know today? And um, somebody recently gave me the line, uh, how, how is God going to dance with me today? It was her bedazzled statement. Oh, I love that. So, Sharon, we have uh, three and a half minutes left to the end of this segment. What are, are you speaking on stages right now? Are you actually getting your message out that way? I am doing a variety of podcasts. Um, I have... I. I have tried to re uh, hook up with some uh, financial planners and um, wealth managers because they only address one avenue of all the retirement planning. There's these other three areas that often are impacted by each other. But purpose, purpose is my big focus because you live longer when you have purpose. But when people have health issues and, and yeah, we're not as fast and energetic as we used to be, you know, our family changes. And once you start having grandkids, that's going to impact your retirement and all that. So um, I, I intend to be an international speaker. I want to impact 10% of the boomers. And they're now around the world, you know. So um, with my book, that's coming out in about three weeks. And well, uh, I want to the end of this segment. Put your book up again. And let's courage in retirement. Finding Purpose, Essence, and Fulfillment by Sharon Rolfe. I love that. Fresh courage. It what makes a make difference if you approach life with what's the possibilities. Well, I love your art. How do we find the art that you make as well? Uh, it's on Etsy. My store is called Quilted Petunia. Oh, let say that again. Quilted <laughs> Petunia. I love that. 
<laughs> That's my claim to being grandma, I guess, but I don't have any kids. Um, passion, see, these are, these are, not all of them are available on Etsy because I have like 500 of them or used to. And, and you sell uh, these, yes? I do, I do. And, and that was what I was asking my niece if she would help me, uh, you know. Is that, a, is, that a, is that on material? Yes. Okay. Can so, you, can you make a jacket out of that, like an inspirational clothing? Um, I suppose I could. Um, so let me. Okay. In retirement, here's something people can give an idea. I love color. I love words of wisdom. I love sewing, and that all comes together. Where can people reach out to you and find you? I my. Email is Sharon at EffortlessVitality.org. Effortless Vitality is living from your heart. I love um, that. Hey, guys, we got 30 seconds to our first break. We come back. You want to talk about color, style, and an amazing woman. So, Sharon, we're going to tuck you back into the audience just for a little bit while we introduce Candice. But then I'm going to bring her back at the end of the show and do a bit of a round robin because we've got, like, the most amazing women on this panel. So, everybody, uh, do not go away. We're going to say hi to my sponsors real quick. And we'll be right back after this message with the Forbes Factor, focusing on your health, wealth, and you know, happiness. All right. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel you are listening 
to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. It is Forbes Riley. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to The Forbes Factor, Health, Wealth, and Happiness. You know, I've got a new book coming out that I'm working on called The Forbes Factor, which takes the acronym of each of those letters, F-O-R-B-E-S, F-A-C-T-O-R, and offers up a 12-step blueprint to how I run my life. And the first three are foundation, organization, and release. Three very important words in my life. And I'm excited for you guys to read it, get some feedback, and join me on this crusade to up-level and find a sense of happiness and purpose in our life. We just finished talking to Sharon Rolfe, who at 73 does not look it, was talking about concept of courage, retirement, and invisibility. My next guest knows about none of that. None of that. She is young. She's beautiful. She's straight. And she is also one of Vogue's top, she was voted Vogue's top 33 most inspiring women in the world. I wasn't there. Okay, just so you know, not even considered there. But she was there with Nicole Kidman, Michelle Obama. Yeah, I got to tell you, there's a whole bunch of powerful people, and she was up there. She's been, apparently, she just gets puts on lists because I think she's just gorgeous. Top 20 African-American, top 20 sexiest women, top four people that we like on, on Real Summit. I don't know. It's crazy. Just keep voting for her. Anyway, she's one of my dear friends over this last year. She's one of the best things to come out of the pandemic for me. <laughs> Please welcome Candice Mama. Oh, my gosh. Oops. I mean, if that is not an introduction, I don't know what is. <laughs> are you gorgeousness? Where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm great. I'm from beautiful Cape Town, South Africa. So it is stunning here. I don't know if you've ever been, but if you haven't, you have to come. Well, I would love to. You know, I've spent time living in Kenya. I speak a little bit of Swahili. I'm very much excited to see Victoria Falls. And I have not, my, the very first uh, au pair that we had, which is somebody that helps the kids out, she yeah. came from Port Alfred. Oh, and wow. Okay. We talk about that all the time. So at some point we will get to South Africa. Is it safe right. down there? I think that's the biggest question you probably get. It, it is quite, well, look, um, I think it's safe to a certain degree. Obviously it depends where you go. Um, and, you know, as a woman, you do have to be a bit more aware. But the truth is, Forbes, I've grown up my whole life here. So for me to gauge safety as someone who's never, like, really, um, like, grown up anywhere else um, is going to be a little difficult because I'm a Joburg girl. No matter where I go in the world, I feel pretty safe because I'm like, oh, I come from South Africa, baby. Like, I can handle this, you know? <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? Because as I said that, I realized what a stupid question that is because I had... Uh, two dear friends of mine murdered by gunfire in Los Angeles. My parents were held up at gun house in New York in my house. I was mugged. Yeah, no place is safe. It's, it's where you go, what you do, how you, and today's a tra- crazy world. So I'm going to take that back and just put, because Africa is a beautiful continent. And I think it's very misunderstood. It is. It is. And I think everyone should explore Africa. I think actually, wherever you are in the world, I think you should explore a different continent. I think it just expands your mind. And I think whenever you put yourself in different cultures, you just go back transformed. Like you can't not be changed by travel. So I think as soon as the world opens up, more people should travel. Now, I have some questions I've never asked you. I have known you for a while. Uh, tell everybody first how we met. Oh, yes, Absolutely. 
So um, that's a really great story. So I work for this incredible organization, which is the Real Success Network. And we hold, in my opinion, one of the best virtual summits in the world. And without actually putting my opinion in it, we have one of the greatest virtual summits in the world. Um, um, and yeah, who's on stage? Come on, who's on stage? With <laughs> I mean, that? we've got people like Deepak Chopra, you know, we've got Forbes Riley, we've got Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, we've got a guest that I was about to blurt out and I was going to be killed for it um, coming. <gasps> up on our next summit um, and so we always have the best thought leaders in the world on these summits and that's how I met Forbes Riley because she is one of the best minds in the world and whenever you come onto our summits Forbes you honestly are just this energy and I've coined you Hurricane Forbes because you know in between speakers Forbes will come in like a tornado and she'll just like you know, shake up the whole room shake up the virtual world and I absolutely love it. I do remember I got the times wrong because we're all, we're very global. I came in and I was all ready to go. And they're like, uh, you're on tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> that was great. I mean, you made my day. Oh my gosh. I don't think I laughed that much in that whole day. I just couldn't stop laughing even for my next intro, because I'm one of the hosts as well. And just into my next intro, I just was just bursting out into laughter. I was like, this is so great. This is so like Forbes, you know, coming in with so much energy and she, came in a day earlier like a whole 24 hours <laughs> well, i have to tell you guys if you have not gone to real summits with an s.com uh, we've been doing it every month since january i feel blessed that dinah and brian uh our organizer has been gracious enough to invite me at all to the platform and i think i keep working on holding my weight next to les brown and jack canfield and damon john yes. and candace and everyone else in sag but there's amazing techniques to be learned i have watched and gotten really good between Robin Banks and Darren Winters and people I've never actually heard of before who are brilliant pitchers, masterful at how they craft what they do, how they execute it. Not only just the thought leader, just the style. I, I highly invite you because here's the next thing. It's free, you guys, it's free. <laughs> I don't know how you guys still do that, but we have 30 to 50,000 people who sign up every month. And if you've not jumped on, you deserve to. So that's my big push for Brian Walsh and the team. Yay. Yes, that's so true. And thank you for that, Forbes. Yeah, we strive to honestly connect people on learning journeys. That's our mission. And I mean, the testimonials we get are so just breathtaking. And it's an honor to be a part of the organization. Well, we all, we, first of all, you work really hard. Those three days are just like endless days. All right, so let me talk about you for a second. There's things I've never, I don't really get to talk to you. I get to talk at yes. you. <laughs> and then you invited me on your summit, your, your own podcast, which I only talk about me. Can I start with your look? First of all, you're stunningly sure. beautiful and you look unlike almost anyone I've ever seen. No, no, you know, like, like Halle Berry does, like this, just like, Thank oh you. my God, that creature is like perfection. Um, Parents-wise, what is the ethnicity of your parents? So my mom is mixed race. So she is Italian and uh, South African Tswana, uh, which is black. It's like a black um, heritage in South Africa. And then my dad is Tosa, which is like, um, so South Africa is interesting because, you know, we have a history of obviously, you know, apartheid and colonization. And so each uh, group has got its own little, you know, story. So Tosa people are from the Khoisan and, you know, they've got their own blend and then, you know, each group has got its own blend. So my mom is actual mixed race and then my dad is Tosa. 
So yeah, that's my ethnic. Because my kids are a mixed race as well, not as distinct as black and white, but all over the rest of the world. And you know, and I've just discovered part of my journey is that whenever you mix it up genetically, you get absolute beauty. You just do. I, it's the funniest thing, and I I don't know why that is, but I love it. And then because your skin, your hair, your your energy is, it literally otherworldly. Like I just love looking at your face. I do. I just think it's amazing. Thank you. Oh, that's so ask, well, it's, it's very much heartfelt from as a woman to a woman. I have always admired beauty that one comes from the inside. You can see that on you, but external beauty and looks and the way people maintain their figure. And that's always been a part of my world. And I remember when I first started Facebook, I was posting pictures of beautiful women in beautiful outfits. And I would simply ask the question, yes or no, because I've been obsessed with fashion magazines forever. Yeah. And somebody said, do you really like women? I'm like, well, I must because I've been looking at them on magazines my entire life. That's all the little girls we look at, right? I said, no, but I just like seeing body types like ectomorphs, girls who are really mm -hmm. thin or really round or really, I don't know. I was a massage therapist. I saw lots of people naked and I'm not sure why I'm going down this road, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> then we talk about your hair. I mean, I have a very distinctive haircut, but you win. <laughs> I, I think I want this one too. I mean, just to show people who are visually watching. Um, yes, you know, this hairstyle is actually so interesting because it, you know, like that quote, like some have greatness thrust upon them. Um, I was very much thrust into this look. It wasn't one I chose initially. Um, I used to be like very standard, you know. Um, I used to be in the modeling scene. So, you know, the same hair, every goal all the time kind of thing. And I had a hair mistake, genuine just hair mistake. I overprocessed my hair. And I remember, you know, I didn't want to let it all go, but I just remember saying to the hairstylist, okay, I need you to just cut it this way. Just cut it like this. And Forbes, when I say I hated it for the first like two months, I was like, I just look like a little boy. Everyone's looking at this little boy walking around. Um, and then I started playing around with it and I really liked it. And I was like, hey, this is fun. You know, all of a sudden I didn't feel the pressure to look like everyone else. And it was so liberating. I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm not like, I'm no longer the standard beauty. You know, I don't have to be a standard beauty to be me. I can just be this. I can just be myself. And really the look started evolving from there. I started coloring it, playing around with it. And now it's something that people actually like see, like, they're like, I know that girl with the mohawk. I know her. Uh, so it's been really great. It's interesting. I, I love the evolution of that story. And I do think, for example, my hair for me is a little iconic as well. It doesn't look like everyone else's. And I enjoy being different. And every once in a while, I'll put on a wig just to like have all that hair again going, nah, that just doesn't work. It's, this is you. It's very cool. Thank you. All right. Thank so you. tell us a little bit of how this beautiful girl got started. Give us some history. Wow. Um, so growing up, I mean, geez, how do I say this? Um, okay. So I'm going to just start at the beginning. And this is how I actually got to you. And I got into this position. Uh, so in short, my story is when I was nine months old, like I mentioned, I grew up in South Africa. Um, and for anyone who knows anything about our history, we're known for a lot of things, Desmond Tutu, Nelson Mandela. And it's no, you know, it's no mistake that the both figures are known for forgiveness. And so coming from South Africa, when I was nine months old, my father was brutally murdered by an apartheid assassin by the name of Eugene Bacock. And growing up, you know, um, I got into this, like my mom told me when I was around the age of nine, but she bought a particular book. And on the cover of the book was my dad's killer. And I remember she pointed at a picture and she said, that's the man who killed your father. And 
at the age of nine, I wasn't really comprehending what it, like what that meant really. You know, I just knew that, okay, this is not good. And I remember my mom would send me to get this book. And every time she'd send me to get this book, she'd send me out of the room. And every time we'd have guests, they'd either scream or cry. And I remember thinking, what on earth is in this book? And I eavesdropped one day and I found out it was a picture of my dad. And I only owned like five pictures of my dad at the time. So I was really excited. And I went one day and I thought, okay, what page did they turn to? Long story short, I wrote down the name, uh, the number really quickly. When I had an opportunity, I had the book. And as my mom left, I opened the book. And in the book was a picture of my dad's burnt body clutching a steering wheel. And that picture was etched into my memory. And I became this really serious and depressed child. And by the age of 16, you know, I was very athletic, but very depressed, very just a terrible person. And I remember I went to bed one day and I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was like, and I rushed to my mom's room and I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. And she rushed me to hospital and basically I stayed overnight. And I remember the next day, the doctor said to us, your body is killing you. And if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to die. And so at the age of 16, I had to start working on the journey of forgiveness and really releasing myself from what was killing me. And fast forward to 23, you know, I'm living my best life. I've outlived my diagnosis and I end up having the opportunity to meet my father's killer in prison. And that's where my whole life took a whole different trajectory. So I went to prison. I met with my father's killer. He told me how he killed my father. Um, and he was a very big name in South Africa. It was this huge apartheid assassin. And I forgave him. I embraced him. And then I advocated for his parole. And then I was on the news pretty much day and night, every day. And like somewhere in the world, I was on the news. And that's how my career really started to launch. You know, it started with one talk on forgiveness, then another, then another. And then next thing I know, I was doing forgiveness work. And this is how I ended up with you. And on the real success, you know, my forgiveness journey just kind of took over, took a life of its own. I am speechless. I did not know that about you. And I am having it fascinating because I have a little boy that I raised for 12 years of his life. I think you've heard me tell the story who was brutally murdered by a kid trying to get into a gang who shot him 10 times. And I very much every three years advocate for him never to see sunlight ever. And now I'm literally, I'm hearing that. I, I can't even imagine what I'm hearing right now. How did that, I, I, and I don't wish him ill in that he already has two children. And I feel bad for them. And I know he was trying to get into a gang and it was a horrible thing that he did. Where the heck do you go to find what you did? Oh my God, I'm blown away. Thank you, Forbes. You know, that's, you know, I get asked that question a lot about, you know, what is it that like, you know, I did and I must be different or special in some way. And to be honest, I just genuinely believe in the fact that, you know, when, when trauma happens to us, that is the first point of impact, right? That's the first time it really impacts our soul and imprints on us. But whenever we think about that trauma and we, 
viscerally react to it, or we still feel those heavy emotions. It's like that trauma happens again and again and again. So we live in a pattern of re-traumatization. And that's why it starts manifesting in the body and we get sickly and we get depressed, you know, and it starts, we start spilling all over people. And so I think it's within everyone. I just think it's, you know, when you choose to access it and free yourself from that resentment. Well, it's funny because I do that work in my breakthrough training. My question to you is though, when you met this man, did he have remorse? Did he tell you something that triggered something in you? What was that about? Absolutely. Um, so for our encounter in particular, um, you know, it's a long encounter, but I'm going to come to that small point that I resonated with him. And so I remember my whole family had said they forgive him and it was my turn to speak. And I hadn't said a thing, the whole encounter. And I remember I said to him, hi, Eugene, you know, I want to say I forgive you. But before I do, I want to know one thing. And he looked at me and he said, anything, what's that? And I said, I want to know, do you forgive yourself? And I recall, you know, he looked at me and he said, every time a family comes here, that's one thing I hope they never ask me. Then he looked away and he wiped the side of his eye because a tear had come down. And he looked back and he said, when you've done the things I've done, how do you forgive yourself? And Forbes, I just started to sob and just sob. And what shocked me in that moment was I wasn't crying for myself. I was crying for this human being sitting in front of me because I realized that there was nothing he could say to take away my pain. And there was nothing I could say to take away his. And so the encounter ended. And I remember I walked around. I was the closest to him. And I said, would you mind if I gave you a hug? And he looked at me a little confused and he stood up. And it wasn't lost on me that the same hands that were used to embrace me were the same hands that were used to take away my father. And he said, he held me really tightly and he said, I'm so sorry for what I've done. And your father would have been so proud of the woman you've become. And he released me, you know, so yeah. All right. Well, I got to tell you, we are about two minutes to a break. I'm having a crazy moment right now thinking I have never thought to reach out to his name is Michael who killed Dexter. I don't have any illusions that it would be the same as what you went through, but I have no illusions about what it would be because I've never thought about it. And to think about a conversation of what was that moment like? Why did you do that? How could you have done that? What, it, what was it? What did it feel like? And how does it feel spending the rest of your life in prison? I think that's an interesting conversation about the choices that he made. And I'd be curious to hear now that you brought it up, you just started something that I'm, wow, I'm kind of blown away. Wow. Yeah. So your father, the, you know, the, uh, the point of your dad, life happens for you, not to you. And I'm sorry that you lost your dad in the way that you did, but it has also inspired you to live a life that is because of that moment. And I firmly, firmly believe that life happens for you, that in the tragic, the depth, and I've been there, I've seen massive tragedy. I look at what am I doing there? How do I pay this forward? Am I God's gift to me as communication like it is yours? And that makes your story like your hair, one of the most unique that I've ever heard. Wow. On that note, Thank I'm going to take a break because I don't get speechless, girlfriend. You know that. But I think you did that to me. So for everybody listening, this is pretty crazy. Uh, we're going to be right back after this message. We'll do a little round table, so don't go away.
We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. You know, it is funny how God talks to us all. I firmly, firmly believe that I've never seen a burning bush. I don't seem to have him on speed dial, but I've discovered since I was a little girl on my knees saying, now I lay me down to sleep, which I said my prayers every night, that I think God talks to us through people. I think if you listen, not to who's talking to you, but what they said and why you need to hear it. And the strangest one just happened to me, not here, but I was in Costa Rica and my fiance and I were talking about needing a Jeep and how much fun would we get a big Jeep with big old tires. And I drive a luxury car and I love my car. And Everyone, we were looking at Jeeps. He said, ah, you probably won't really like it. So I came down to San Diego and I rented a Jeep. Quite by accident, it was the exact same price as a regular car. And I thought, oh, all right. And when I went to go get it, there were obviously Jeeps are very popular in San Diego. There were uh, two other people ahead of me and one person got the big old silver one. <clears throat> and this, these two gentlemen <clears throat> were going to get this big red one. The guy comes up to me and he says, hey, uh, we don't have any more of the Kuehl Wranglers. We've got the little Jeep, whatever. And I'm like, and in my head, I said, that's not what I want. I want to show up to my two teenagers in a bright red freaking giant Jeep to put their, their surfboards in the back. And as I thought that about what I wanted, and I've been preaching about honestly getting what you want, 
the gentleman turned to me and he said, hey, um, do you want that one? You know, we'll just take the regular car. We don't care. We're only here on business. And it was though he heard me say it, but God heard me think it. And he answered the question. I thought that was unusual. And then, of course, as soon as I got in that, a big white one wrangler came up and they got what they wanted as well. Everybody was happy. Yesterday, I'm at the grocery store. Now, this is a comment. These two guys that I saw here, they didn't need to say what they needed, that what they said, but I needed to hear what they were about to say. That's unusual. One walks up. I'm just putting my groceries into the car, truck. And he said, wow, what a cool ride that is. And I thought, that's sweet. Should I tell him it's rented? I said, thank you. Then the other one said, as though he was possessed, you know, you deserve to be in a car like that. That's so you. And he walked away. And I'm sorry, but it almost felt like God walked in for a second, said what he had to do and left. And maybe it, it helps that I watched three nights ago, Bruce Almighty with, with uh, what's his name? Who's the, the actor? Morgan oh, no. Freeman. Jim Perry. Morgan Freeman. And, and I'm watching this movie after having just preached in church. Maybe it all just feels like I'm hearing it all. And at one moment, I don't know if you remember the movie, but... Uh, Bruce is sitting down at the computer and he's hearing all these prayers, all these questions, but he just finally types in yes to all of them. Yes. And I thought, wow, what if God typed in yes to everything that you're asking for? And so today feels like I needed to hear what Sharon, you talked about courage and retirement and getting older as I'm certainly feeling a little bit of that Candace, what you talked about in terms of forgiveness and, you know, it's funny because Dexter's murder destroyed my marriage, had a good part. And I never thought to even ask my ex-husband to do what you just did is like, my brain is like all over the place right now. So thank you both for indulging me in that. Let's bring this full circle around to being just sexy, frivolous girls. And <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you want to feel pretty? Oh my goodness. I dance Forbes. I have to put on like, I put on the cheesiest songs, you know, cause I drew a lot of inspiration from people like Sher and Tina Turner and Diana Ross and the way they Thank embrace. You, that is not frivolous. That is, that is Bible stuff. <laughs> Cher and Tina Turner. No, no, no. That is icon status. Like I will take any of these songs and I will channel my inner Cher or like Tina Turner and I will dance and I will feel good. And I will leave this house feeling like I can conquer the world, you know, because I'm like, who's going to talk to show crazy? Okay. <laughs> uh, Sharon, what do you do to feel pretty? Um, I buy myself some flowers or I take a walk by the beach. Uh, my favorite song that I play hundreds of times is Josh Groban's You Raise Me Up. Oh, yeah. All right, I have a new song that y'all need to hear that was in, in the Jeep when I got into it and I'm obsessed with it by Toby Mack called Help is on the Way. And if Ooh. we were not, we can't play anything on this, this but you want to listen to Help is on the Way. He wrote mm -hmm. that song after his three-year-old son died. I will tell you, it is an important song and it is emotional and visceral. And I've been playing it every day and everywhere I can. My congregation heard it. It is just help is on the way. And it doesn't matter whether it's coming now at midnight or midday. Mm. You know, I've lived enough life to say, man, help is on the way. And I just felt it today through all through both of you. Wow. <clears throat> what I what I start my book out with Forbes is um, a story from um, I, I've had this sense for two, three years that heaven wants to come to earth. 
and so I, I start with telling the story of heaven is for real, the little boy that, that died and went to heaven at three, four years old. And the amazing thing about his story is that he doesn't know how to lie at that age, you know, and for his parents to actually believe him. So I sprinkle throughout my book, <clears throat> heaven is for real. I mean, uh, the heaven wants to come to earth because after all, the Lord's prayer is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I, I, when I lived, started living from my essence and knowing who, how to articulate my inner spark, my uh, inner uh, DNA, it feels like heaven on earth. Every day is great because I'm living from my inner direction. So I, I, I'm starting to hear other people. Um, and this purpose fits in with that very much. Life is meaningful. Life is effortless when you're living from what's important to you, your values. And people are starting to talk about values and the importance because it, it matters of how our days feel and go. I love that. Candace, some, I'm reading some of our quotes as we are also live on Facebook to 1.8 million people. Someone had asked Candace, do you have a book? I do have a book. Uh, so my book is called Forgiveness Redefined. Um, I'll make sure I send you both a copy. Um, and yeah, it's just about, you know, I think it's so important for people, especially when they're starting to think about their own process of forgiving and healing, to understand that it's not a linear journey. You know, it's not like a, I didn't wake up one day and I was like, oh, I'm this enlightened being and I'm just going to go do this. Um, it was a journey. It was a process. And from what I've learned and what I've encountered about forgiveness and healing is it becomes self-mastery. When you can forgive, you, you learn how to master your own soul and your own emotions. And you can live so much more authentically without everyone being able to trigger you. Because I think we're so easily triggered because so many of us have wounding, right? And we refuse to acknowledge where we were wounded, where that was because our father left when we were a baby or, you know, your mom said something cruel to you or whatever it is. And I find that when you forgive, you come into that fullness of yourself because you realize that you were always the more important person. You, it was always about you and what you're supposed to impart on the world, you know? So yeah, the book is called Forgiveness Redefined because I don't think it's a traditional form of forgiveness. I think we should be asking ourselves, how do we forgive and how does it feel right for us? I'm blessed to have two women of a book. One that starts with forgiveness, the other one starts with courage. I think I am in the right place. Again, God talks to you through people. I've got a direct line, and God is wearing a dress today, just so we all are very, very clear on this. Uh, Miss Candace, what is next? What are we looking forward to hearing from you and about you? Oh, my goodness. So many things, Forbes. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I really do want people to come to real success. Um, and I'm not just planting them because, you know, I work for them. Um, but obviously, I've got my own projects. But real success is honestly a community that is so dedicated to you know, making sure people get access to this kind of information, to get access to my story and that healing, to get access to you, you know. And I think it's so important for more people to find their mentors, to find people who are like them, to find people who they can relate to and resonate with and say, oh my goodness, if Forbes Riley can come here and tell me I can get shit done, I can get it done. If she tells me that she believes in me, sometimes that's what we need, right? We need to borrow someone's faith in us in order to start walking in our own faith. And so I really want more people to integrate into that community because it's a brilliant community. 
you know, it's funny. And I was thinking about that, how after I listened to Eric Thomas speak after me, how I might want to go back to just 45 minutes to drive to something else that's free because I don't want to sound like an infomercial. I want to be able to preach from my heart for 45 minutes and then have you come to a, a training session where you can then elevate. That was very apparent as I was listening to him having so much fun after me going, wait a second, wait a second. I don't want to, I don't want, I, there's, there's times I don't want to, you know, here's the thing that's a, a funny line, which is why I teach pitching. You got to enroll people into what you're up to, or they never get to experience it. That unfortunately looks a lot like selling, looks a lot like taking money. It looks a lot like credit card swiping. But if you don't do that, there is no exchange of energy. And the other thing is too, if you invite people for too much for free, then they realize there's no value to it. So I would love people not to discount how brilliant Real Summit weekends are. They are otherworldly. I mean, I literally, every time I'm there, you see me in the audience, I'm there all the time because I am living at the feet of masters. I love listening to Jay Abraham. I miss Gabby's. I've got to get a recording of that if I could. I just learned about her and I'm very excited. Brilliant. Of course, Prince EA will melt your heart. Oh. So I didn't hear his either. So yes, if I can find a way to get a recording, I'll put that bug in your ear. <laughs> Just saying, hint, hint. Hey, Ms. Sharon, what are you up to? I am intending to uh, be an international speaker and a um, book award winner. And um, I, my, I have a website just set up for this uh, radio show, queenofcourage.now.site, S-I-T-E because I do have a couple free things there that are available now. And my book is available, uh, even though it's the pre you'll be able to pre-order. It comes out um, September 14 and that will be my launch day. And I'm intending, uh, I, I'm doing word of mouth as my marketing strategy. So I'm intending to be on 50 to hundred podcasts between now and the end of the year. And, uh, Passion Struck is one of the next ones coming up, and it's uh, I'm expect uh, looking forward to that because it's mostly it sounds like a man's audience, and he wants to plug into what how I approach purpose differently than anybody else. And um, I, yeah, I love that. You know, I have an interesting question here that I'll ask both of you. We only have two minutes to the end, but if you could turn back time, what skill would you have learned? that you did not really master until just recently, or maybe you have not mastered yet. Candace, what would you say? Um, the ability to just be still, to be still, like, and trust the process. Um, I'm such a doer and such a hustler, and I'm always out there. And recently I learned that the magic and the brilliance of God is communicated in the stillness. And I've just started getting into that magic. And so I would say I would learn to be still a lot sooner. If you're listening to that, God needed to tell me that too. Sharon, you've only got 10 seconds. What would the skill be? Um, I started out learning that actually with the book, The Joy Diet, The Joy Diet by Martha Beck. And that will give you some stillness. Hey, guys, we've got 30 seconds to the end of the show. The time really goes fast when you are this engaged, this motivated, this moved. Candice Monk, I love you. I will see you at Real Summits and hopefully talk to you very soon. Sharon, you are an absolute light bulb and a spark plug, and I bless you as we blessed everyone in my audience. Thank you, my ladies. And as always, to my crew in Voice America, you guys work so hard to keep us on the air. To all of our Jeffs in the office and Tacey, thank you, thank you, and more. I will see you guys again right here next week on The Forbes Factor. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.